Hello, Halloweeniacs. We hope you had a great holiday weekend. We're sorry to say that we had planned to do a 4th of July show with the guys over at Nightmare 365, but due to scheduling conflicts, we were just unable to do so. But we're hoping to still do that episode just as a celebration of summer instead of 4th of July. So stay tuned. And now, enjoy the show. Greetings from the Pumpkin Patch and welcome Halloweeniacs to the Jack Lantern Press Podcast where we discuss monsters and Halloween. My name is Michael Piccarella. And my name's Tom Piccarella. It's Monster Monday when Tom and I briefly profile a monster of the week. This Monday's monster, the bat. So that was a portion of a track called Bats in the Belfry from a 1987 Halloween Sounds cassette tape that Tom and I had as kids called A Night in a Graveyard, A Night in a Haunted House, brought to us by the Haunted House Music Company. And speaking of brought to us, this show is brought to us by Nightmare 365. If you listen to this show... You've probably heard us bring them up a lot. Uh, Nightmare 365, they do uh, a podcast, Matt and Greg Douglas, and they do all kinds of cool uh, stuff on their website, which you can find at nightmare365.com. So uh, they are sponsoring our show. Definitely check them out, nightmare365.com. Bats. Bats are really related to Halloween. Uh, if you, I typed in just Halloween scenes in an image search on Google, and if if you do that, you're gonna find that almost every single little like Halloween image, Halloween scene has bats in it. And there, definitely, there are a lot of jack lanterns, jack o lanterns. Sorry, but uh, there are a lot of bats. Everything like, has bats in it. I yeah, mean, if you look if at you, paper if you decorations, look at anything. I mean, I'm looking at the cover of October Dreams with the scarecrow out in uh, uh, on the cover, and there's tons of bats in the background. And if anybody anybody who's listened to our podcast knows that one of our favorite books around Halloween time is October Dreams, um, and I, I mean, tons of bats. Yeah, There's if you look at everything. Disney's Chilling, Thrilling Sounds of the Haunted House record, I think it's from 1979, if I remember, that's got bats on it. You know what? I'm going to look at our favorite book, It's Halloween. Hang look, on a Jack sec. Jack Perlutsky? Yeah, Does it that has bats on, on it. Yep. It's got bats. It, yeah, perfect. Yeah, it's like there's always bats. Uh, wherever wherever you, you find Halloween stuff, there's going to be bats on it. So that's why we wanted to just do an episode on bats. Um, interesting, well, we'll get to the history in just a second, but I did want to bring up one of the, the cool things about the Indiana Jones ride at Disneyland. I, I'm not, I th- I'm pretty sure you and I are on the same page with this, Tom, but one of the things when we first went on that ride, we sat in that long line, um, and in that queue, once you go into the temple, you go into like these little caves. And one of, our, one of the things that I always remember is you go into like those bat caves and you hear what you're listening to right now. The sounds of bats kind of yeah. like gathered in 
those caves and I can't remember if you actually see any of the bats. No, you don't you, but I don't know they're you there. see the bats, but yeah, as you're as you're intertwining through the line, you're kind of in this in this these these caves and and you hear the bat noises all up in in there and uh they also have like that that sort of wind blowing noise throughout the whole line i don't know what it is it's yeah they, it's like the echo of being in a cave or something yeah or wind maybe funneling through like the holes of, it just you know, makes up. the whole environment that much better yeah it definitely even though it's like it's really just an atmospheric thing but it that's definitely something that makes me feel like i'm really in that environment so that always st stuck with me those bats um and then there you know one of the it's funny when i was thinking about bats you know i started thinking about okay bats in movies or shows hey, why don't you things. say bats another few hundred times <laughs> so that people know that we're talking about bats yeah bats yeah. are neat but i was thinking of remember that cartoon groovy ghoulies yeah in the beginning there's the dracula bat it has that real distinct little sound yeah that's it place is driving me batty and yeah. that place is driving him batty um i always i always think that that's what came to mind too when i started thinking of bats but the other thing that you brought up uh be, you know before we started recording was when we had bats in our house when we lived in uh in lake county um we lived on a house on a hillside and the house was built on stilts there were three levels of the house and these stilts went up through the the various floors from the ground well they were, well, were kind of like big big poles uh that fed through each of the it was a tri-level house and then each floor had all these these poles going through it they were wooden poles and then what ended up happening was these bats since they don't necessarily have like a backbone uh they can squeeze themselves in between. Well, I guess they have like any a little gaps. But yeah, yeah. They could squeeze themselves between these gaps and and get inside our house. And so we had to constantly call, uh, you know, an exterminator and have them, you know, close those gaps up. Uh, before we get into the big portion of what happened with that, I do want to say, do you remember? when that exterminator came out and went along the side of where they where mom and jack made that garage and he opened it up and he said hundreds of bats came out of like i guess there was a little crevice or something underneath the garage deck i and, don't remember that oh yeah uh he i remember mom saying that the guy said as soon as he opened up that one, this one little piece off to the side that hundreds of bats came out. Oh, and they, wow. They finally, finally smoked most of them out and then he sealed it up. But can well, you see, imagine? I remember first seeing the bats. So, for those that don't know what our house looked like, and I don't know why you would, but we had, so you would, the garage was like on the first level. Well, first off, 
you had to go up this huge driveway to get to our garage. And then once you get out of your car, you go, you walk out of the garage to get to the house, there was a hallway and some stairs that went up to the first level of the house, which is really like the second level of the house. You know, it was above the garage. So in that hallway, it was, it was enclosed, but there was not a door. So there was a bat that would fly up that that stairwell and it would it would be up in the corner oh yeah um, right where right. the door was and i remember yeah. that's where we would first see him so we would have to turn on the light or something and then the bat would eventually fly down the stairwell and out into the the trees which is we kind of lived in like a foresty area that was the first instance of seeing the bat and then i remember one night hearing mom scream and mom and Jack came out and, and mom was saying that uh, it was in the middle of the night. And mom was saying that she felt a bat fly by her face. And we used to sleep with the windows open and there was a window right behind their bed. And so the bat, I think, was trying to go outside and sense the fresh air there and flew right by mom's face. And when we all went out into the living room, there was a big bat up on the wall and there were some other bats flying around in the living room. And I remember that night we all went out on the deck and, and Jack, he's our stepdad, was like, go and get one of your cooshes. Remember those cooshes? Yeah, uh, I those... do remember the those koosh balls. So it was like, well, wait a minute. We're the kids. Why are we going back in to get a frick? Why don't you go back in? So I remember running... We were all on the deck outside, and I remember running inside the house, getting a koosh, and then we were throwing it at the bat. Well, it must have been pregnant or something, and it would not leave. So then we ended up uh, getting a hotel at Canocti Harbor Inn. This was in Kelseyville, California, and that because the exterminator couldn't obviously couldn't come in the middle of the night and take care of it. And I guess he was going to go on Monday, so we stayed at the hotel for the whole weekend, and then they got rid of the bats. Uh, but yeah, that was a long that was a long story about our bats before we even got into bat history. But yeah, I I just think about the every time I think of bats, that those stories definitely come up. That's the that's the first thing that that I think about every time I think about bats i just I, I remember we geared up and we were sitting there trying to get that dang thing yeah well just the fact that we had bats flying around in our house is uh i don't think something that everyone uh, has that experience or maybe they do but at least <laughs> maybe they do we in did transylvania <laughs> they probably then. do since they're flying around all over the place yeah well to go into some history of bats I'm trying to get back on track here. Um, bats and Halloween. I was, I remember hearing how bats got associated with Halloween. And I can't remember exactly where I heard about this or read about it. I remember I watched a couple History Channel documentaries. There was an older one from like the 90s and another one from the 2000s. So I don't know if I heard, heard it there or if I read it in Lisa Morton's book, Trick or Treat, A History of Halloween, and it may have been from all of these things, but basically, 
Uh, I'm going to read something from hauntedbay.com about bats, and this says exactly what I saw in one of these shows or read. And it says, In Halloween's ancient origins, people would gather together around giant bonfires to ward off evil spirits. Attracted to the warmth and bright light of these fires were many small flying insects. Natural food for hungry bats, right? (laughs) People saw the bats flickering in and out of the firelight during the festivals, and they became a feature of Halloween lore. The link between the bat and Halloween became strengthened with the discovery of the vampire bat in the 17th century. Tales of bats that drank blood had circulated throughout Europe for centuries before, but it wasn't till the Spanish exploration of Central and South America that there was physical proof. It was a natural association for a dark holiday, a creature that laps the lifeblood of its prey in the dark of night. So yeah, with all those bonfires, it's like there's all those insects and and bats are attracted to the insects, insects, so they were they were always there. So it was like, yeah, bats just naturally became associated with that time of year. So that's how mm. That's bats neat. I never became... even realized that when you were telling me that before, I was I was always like, man, I that it that that was really something I would have never guessed in a million years that would have ever made it associated to Halloween. I mean, it's, it, it's kind of crazy. Like you think about like Christmas and even though Christmas has a, a lot of stuff mashed in there as well, like, it, uh, but you could still always say, well, Christmas is the birth of Christ, but they're actually, you know, how Santa Claus got involved and presents and all that. It actually is. There's a lot of stuff coming together. But Halloween has even more. When you start looking at the history, if you go on YouTube, you could find these History Channel documentaries. And it goes into a lot of different stuff, like how things became traditions. But Lisa Morton's book, Trick or Treat, A History of Halloween, really digs in. And there's like, there's a ton of... Of, of celebrations and traditions and things that made Halloween what it is today. And it's just kind of crazy how these things, you really have to do the research to find, you know, where these things come from. But like, yeah, bats, it's kind of crazy how that came to be. Hmm. But yeah, that's what I had for history of bats. I'm just curious because there are so many different types of bats I mean, as I was reading, they were saying that there were hundreds, if not thousands, of different types of bats that are out there. Do you, do you have a do you have a favorite by chance? Oh, it's yeah, the vampire bat. Well, don't get me wrong; the the vampire bats are really neat. But have you ever looked up a hammerhead headed bat? No, I didn't so, know there was. So do do a search. And everybody who's listening, if you get a chance, do a search for a hammerhead bat, and their face is really cool looking. Hammerhead bat. Hammerheaded bat is what hammerheaded bat. And oh wow, look at that dang thing! The family is a a mega bat. They're big. That's a weird looking bat. It is a weird looking bat, and I think that's why I like it so much. But uh, yeah, I check it out. It's like Um, a. It almost looks like a, a hippo. Like the head almost looks like a miniature hippo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at that thing. I know. It's, it's uh, 
when I was looking them up, I mean, I'm I'm with you Ugh. as I like vampire bats and whatnot, and most of these bats look similar, but that was the one that I was kind of like, yeah, that reminds me of a hippo. <laughs> Dude, it there's one on iNaturalist, hammer-headed fruit bat. That thing, bats of Ivory Coast, that thing looks creepy. Those eyes... Oh my dude, yeah. if I saw that thing in real life, it'd be a little scary. Ugh, dude, it's creepy. Oh my god, this one someone mounted a, a hammer-headed fruit bat antique style to a wall. <laughs> oh my god, dude. <laughs> oh man. I'm going to save this one and uh maybe we'll put it in the show notes. So to go to go to some of the powers and and abilities, I went to uh, obviously our fandom site at you know um, just type bat physiology. We'll throw it in the show notes. Um, some of the applications uh, you got aerial adaptation, you know echolocation, enhanced agility, enhanced balance, enhanced hearing, uh, enhanced smell, uh, enhanced stealth, hibernation wing manifestation and uh flight and or gliding obviously the echolocation is is the big thing i was reading something about bats on how uh when they exit a cave they always turn to the left i'm not sure what the reasoning behind that is that's weird but yeah they huh. always go to the to the left and uh there's i found another article and we'll put this in the show notes it was actually on the sun uh, website. It's a UK website. And one of the questions that was asked was, um, you know, why do they hang upside down? And it's kind of funny that one of the reasons that they put on here is that it's because the wings don't produce enough lift for them to take off. Uh, and so because they're upside down, they're able to drop and already get enough speed to just put their wings out and and then fly so that's how they are able to get into flight faster because they're upside down so i thought that was interesting i never really really knew that uh bats have one-way valves in their arteries which prevent blood from flowing backwards which i i thought was really weird and vampire bats don't actually suck blood they puncture your skin with their teeth and then they lap the blood from from it just pouring out so they don't suck the blood out they lap it like a cat would water and then i guess their saliva in this article as i was i was reading more their saliva that they um have on there when they're lapping causes the blood to continuously flow so whatever is on their in their saliva never allows the blood to coagulate and 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 seal up the wound so it'll just keep going i thought that was really interesting i mean obviously weaknesses for a bat you could probably just squish them and they're dead if you can uh, catch them if you could catch them um but yeah, those those are a couple of things. Like I said, we'll throw the article in the show notes. I think it's always cool that they have that like sonar, or they call it echolocation sort of stuff where they push out that that sonar sort of sort of deal and then it it tells them where the objects are so that they they don't fly into it. Um which was interesting when you know when we were talking earlier about our 
our episode with the bats in our house is that they were flying all around. I And you don't hear what they're doing, but it's so weird. Like they, they can't see anything yet. They're flying around our house and going, you know, sensing that that when we opened up the doors and stuff and they eventually got out. Except but, for the one pregnant one. That was yeah. the thing. They they sensed the the air. I wonder if they flew left. I don't remember which way they flew. But I don't know. I like, will what say happens this. If, if they go to the left and... It, and I will uh, say this. There's a wall. It's based on sound. So I'm, I just looked up something here on quizclub.com and why they, they turn left. And it doesn't really give a good explanation, but I'll read it. There's a general agreement among bat scientists that bats tend to turn left when leaving a cave. This has been explained to be so because bats generally move by sensing echoes. And thus, in order to get out, there should be a system to avoid collisions. However, this assertion is also contentious, but as stated, the one unique thing about bats is the way they sense direction when leaving caves. Well, that doesn't really say anything. What happens if the cave only has the way out uh, right? Are they going to blast the wall? (laughs) Well, it has to do with, that's the thing. I don't think, I think they're kind of saying that it isn't, they always, I think maybe it's just coincidence or maybe it's the way that the cave is made and the echoes, I don't know. But yeah, they're using their senses. It could just be a coincidence that in many cases that they've been studied, they turn left. I don't know. Uh, nevertheless, it's definitely interesting. They're an interesting thing uh, or an interesting mammal as they, they put. Isn't it the only... I thought, I thought I saw something how they're the only mammal that has a the ability to fly i i believe that it was something because i mean you could talk about like other other mammals but they glide like a like a squirrel or whatnot but i think they are the only mammal that can actually fly i'm not 100 percent on that i could be wrong but i thought i read something like that i, I could uh, be completely well, off the mammals flight if you want to look that up flying I'll bring squirrels up. but they glide they the glide. Squirrel glides. So I'm I'm almost positive I read that somewhere where it it basically says that they're the only mammal that has wings that flies. Uh, everything else like they're saying I'm looking up something that says mammals flight, and uh, well, well a bat's a mammal, and everything and the things that the other things that fly are really gliders. Yeah. That's what it seems like. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I am I read that somewhere. So correct us if we're wrong, our listeners. If you do find something, you know, let us know. Uh, we'll, we'll give you the ways of communicating, to, uh, you know, with us in the at the end of the episode. Um, one thing I did want to bring up uh, is some toys. Uh, obviously, if you go on Amazon, but we'll put this in the show notes, but uh, there's a... Uh, a realistic rubber bat that you could get. Uh, Is there right one now, like the one we had as kids, which, by the way, I still have that big rubber bat. Do they it have any look of those? As neat, uh, but it's it's a rubber bat that looks pretty realistic. It looks kind of like the one we have. It's twelve inches long. That's about it, the size, and I think the about, one we got at Disneyland, and it looked just like the bats on that. 1979 chilling thrilling sounds of the haunted house it, it's it's 
just just in that shape, which makes me think that it was Disneyland where we got that bat. You know, probably back in the was. 80s. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine it was. And then that's that's pretty much all I had this week for for bats as far as powers, abilities, toys. Obviously, you know, I could list off video games, but that would take forever. Uh, yeah, because like, bats are in everything. That's especially anything that's horror or Halloween related. Yeah, there's it's. I tried for okay. So for movies, I tried to come up come up with movies that were more specific to bats, not just bats are in it. Because then you're that's every. There's so much. So, 1926. There's a movie called The Bat. There's the Devil Bat from 1940, which right now, as of this recording, is streaming for free on Prime, if you have Prime, Amazon Prime. There's The Bat from 1959 with Vincent Price. There's The Bat People from 1974. There's a movie called Bats from 1999. There's Bats Human Harvest from 2007. And there's a movie that I started watching. I was hoping to finish it before this podcast. I was just listening to it or watching it before we started recording. It's called The Silence from 2009. Uh, sorry, 2019, um, which is streaming on Netflix right now. And it looks really cool so far. I'm probably like 15, 20 minutes in. Uh, looks looks really cool. Um, here's a bonus movie. Michael Keaton, who famously starred in uh, the Batman movies, Tim Burton's 1989 Batman film, and then the sequel, Batman Returns, from 1992. Well, he is reportedly in talks to reprise his role um, for Warner Brothers' DC movie, The Flash, directed by Andy Muschietti, who uh, did the recent It movies. Um, so yeah, I would love to see Michael, Michael Keaton, Keaton as Batman is? again. Yeah. Oh, dang. It's going to be Batman be again, which I, I know everyone loves the, the new Christopher Nolan Batman movies, but I don't know. Michael Keaton is my favorite, maybe because that was our childhood Batman. I love the yeah, Tim Michael Burton Keaton ones. Is my, my favorite too. And I, Batman is my favorite superhero, at least on the DC side of things. Um, one thing that I did want to bring up real quick about Batman is that Greg from Nightmare 365 has a mask that I think he should wear right up until he jumps in the blue hole. Oh, yeah. Uh, Have people been calling? Hopefully they're calling into uh, the Nightmare 365 hotline and uh, telling Matt or Greg that he needs to jump into that dang blue hole. Yeah, With, hopefully and he, you should add that he needs to have the mask. Needs to have so. the the Batman mask on since everybody's doing the mask thing right now. He needs to have the the Batman mask on as well. I think that'd be a perfect addition to uh, what he's about to do. Yeah, so let's go. Let's go ahead and get everyone to uh, to call the Nightmare Three Sixty Five hotline. It's seven three two six six zero eight eight nine three. That's seven three two six six zero eight eight nine three. And let's get. Uh, Let's get Greg in that blue hole with the, the Batman mask on. So, all right, cool. So if you're in Transyl Transylvania and you're looking for bats, well, 
like we were kind of already alluding to, they're pretty much everywhere, especially in Transylvania from Castle Dracula in the Carpathian Mountains to the Witchway Caves in Witch's Meadow. But really the best place to go to find these flying, evil, blood-sucking rodents is Bat Court in Transylvania Hills because they are swarming there and it's that's you know basically where they take pictures for all the Halloween scenes that you see on the internet and in your paper die cut decorations that's that's the place so yeah anything else Tom before we call it a night nope that'll do it all right great that's going to do it for this Monster Monday. For more about the Monster Universe and the Monster Revolution that's upon us, go to jackolanternpress.com, where you could also find our book, Transylvania Traveler. You can also call our pumpkin hotline and leave us a message with any questions, suggestions, or your impressions of the show at 323-761-0276. Again, that's 323 323- seven six one zero two seven six and we might even play your message on the show so uh so definitely do that and if you enjoy the show please give us a rating and a review it's a big help for the podcast and we would greatly appreciate it so thank you for joining us and we'll meet up again soon in the pumpkin patch What are you, scared of heights? I don't know. After what happened to Johnny Gobbs. Hey, look, man. Johnny Gobbs got ripped and took a walk off a roof, all right? No big loss. No, man. That ain't what I heard at all. I heard the bat got him. The bat? Oh, man. Give me a break, will you? Five stories straight down. There wasn't no blood in the body. No It was all over the pavement. Getting out of here, man. Hey, shut up, man. Listen to me. There ain't no bat. Yeah, well, you shouldn't have turned the gun on that kid, man. You shouldn't have turned the hey, gun on that. Do you want your cut of this money or not? Now shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs>